It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Good afternoon. This is Irene Gahan sitting in for the lovely Jerry Kelly today. Um, we have a packed show for you today on the late lunch, and I'd like to jump straight into my first guest who has managed to save the deposit on a house after a year of what I think I would call extreme saving. I'm not sure I could possibly do it, but I'd probably give it a go. But Kaz, you're very welcome to the show this afternoon. Hi, Irene. How are you? Well, that sounds like an epic adventure, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Yeah, it was, yeah. So what prompted all this drastic steps, as it were? Um, yeah, we we wanted to um, get the deposit for our house and we were under a bit of pressure. Um, we actually were losing the house that we were renting. Um, so, yeah, we were under pressure and we had to save it that year. Wow. So you really you really were back against the wall and you had to make some changes. We did, yeah. So what was the what was the kind of how did you sit down and have that conversation because I don't think that conversation would go down very well in my house, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, um so myself and my husband we sat down together and um we we were thinking about how to um make a big change and we decided that we needed to come up with some rules for ourselves and have um, a no-spend year. So that basically means um, spending uh, just for one year, um, not on unnecessary things. So, um, you know, the extras that you'd normally spend in your um, weekly costs, and we just cut a lot of them out that year. Well, and what was the hardest thing to cut out? I mean, what typically, what kind of things did you cut out? Yeah, so we cut out takeaways, which I love a good takeaway. Um, Don't we, we cut all? them out. <laughs> yeah. So for that year, we cut them out. Um, we cut out days out that cost money. So we went for all the low-cost options. Um, we also cut out um, an expensive holiday that year um, and instead stayed in friends' houses. So it was a lot of swapping things. Um, we do takeaways instead of a takeaway. Um and we'd go on lots of hikes together as family instead. Um, but yeah, it, it was about changing our mindset really about around money. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't just really about money, I suppose, in a way. If you went off on all these lovely yeah. family hikes and things, I suppose that kind, of changed, that kind of changed the dynamic as well. 
Yeah, like, um, so we actually sat down the kids as well and we explained everything that was going on, um, that we would be taking a year um, where we wouldn't be living the exact same lifestyle. We would be um, trying to save for a house and we tried to include them as much as we could. Um, like, for example, if they wanted to do a summer camp that year, um, we were explaining to them, well, you can do the summer camp, but um, we could go do something else instead. It's up to you. And a lot of the times they chose the cheaper option that included them more, to be honest. Um, I, I found with my kids now, especially, it's the time we were spending with them rather than the money. And they've absolutely blossomed with that. Oh, that's lovely. Because there yeah. are so many fabulous things that you can do, you know, like picnics or knickknacks, as yeah. I used to call them. My parents would have been like that with four four daughters. Uh, we would have yeah. been doing the hikes on a regular basis with the banana yeah. sandwiches. So, but it, it's lovely. It's their memories that they actually create as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and they lo- they absolutely love picnics, actually. And especially if you bring stuff that they wouldn't normally have. So we'd go and get rolls and they pick their fillings and just make it as fun as we can. Um, I'd say it was an interesting conversation because you have two small children. They're quite young. Uh, we've a 12 and 10 year old um, okay. and then with a little baby. He wasn't there at the time. Um, but yeah, they're young enough, but they've learned so much from it. Well, always start budgeting and learn to manage money as early as you possibly can. Yeah. Was it really hard to cut out certain things? Because I know there is definitely certain things that I would not be able to give up. Um, <laughs> you know, mostly my coffee in the morning, I, my cappuccino in the morning. I would be very yeah. hard pressed to give that up. So was there anything that you really found tough to give up? Um, I, I would say, yeah, uh, like the little things, to be honest. Um, even I had a trainer buying addiction. I found that hard to stop doing. Um, I found it hard to stop online shopping that year. Um, but I think because it was an end date, we knew that by the end of the year it would be over. Okay. And it just made it so much easier. Like I would never suggest doing this long term. Um, and we actually ended up getting the deposit for our house together um, and actually getting the keys of our house um, in November that year. So um, it actually only took us about 11 months. So it was amazing. Like I think um, that's incredible. I mean, it really yeah. is an incredible thing to be able to do in this day and age, yeah. <laughs> especially the online shopping. <laughs> but it must have been hard then, I suppose, going into COVID then after that, then it kind of a different thing started all over again. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was very difficult. Um, and we also, we bought a house that needed a bit of work doing to it. Um, so for the first few months, it felt like we were spending, spending, um, trying to do up the house. But I think a lot of the lessons we learned, we just have kept them ever since. Um, I don't think you can come away from that kind of experience and just forget it all. I think I would be scarred. But... <laughs> But it must have been it must have been a kind of a cathartic experience in the sense of sort of detoxing in a way and kind of clearing everything out and starting from fresh. Yeah, yeah, no, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But what about um, birthday parties and kids tours and you know were the yeah. kids happy enough to give them up? Yeah, so they we still would have seen um, say anything to do with school as um, still necessity. Yeah. Um, but we still would have had birthday parties. We just had them at home. Um, we did 
um, homemade like party games, bringing it back to what I would have had as a kid, to be honest. Like, I think it's more um, nowadays we see we have to spend a lot of money on our kids' parties. But we really don't, like, I, I don't think my parents spent that much on our parties. You know, like, it just wasn't as big of a thing. Um, so, yeah, we just had parties at home. Um, we would have had um, all the party games, um, past the parcel, musical statues, all of all that. All the old favourites. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my uh, my parents could probably have... Uh, my parents would have been the same. We used to do the skipping parties uh, yeah. and the pass the parcel and, and even, you know, the Halloween dunking for apples. They would make yeah. a big big thing out of it. Yeah. Well, what... And so what's happened now? I presume sort of after a year you've kind of laxed. Have you kind of, you know, a relapse, as they might say? Have you started buying things again or are you kind of still very cautious? No, I'm... I'm more cautious, I'd say, than ever right now um, because we've actually, um, I took a career break after having, um, I had a baby then after we've moved in. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And um, so he's a year now. And just with childcare costs, um, and this is before, obviously, inflation has really hit. Um, it just didn't make any sense for me to go back to work right now. So I have taken a career break and um, so we're now on a single income. And so because of that, we have to really be careful with our finances at the moment. Um, Obviously only living on one income now. So everything is has to, everything has to be checked and double checked as they yeah. go along. So I know you were you were you have an Instagram page, don't you, where you actually uh, give out tips and ideas and suggestions yeah. on how to feed five for five. Yeah. So yeah, I have an Instagram page called Irish Budgeting, and um, it's just absolutely um, blossomed. I think it just really probably shows though the mood the mood of the country right now. Um, yeah is quite down about finances. Um, So I just decided to start this page um, sharing my own journey and sharing my own tips in the hopes that it might help some people. Um, And I try to keep it as positive as I can because I I just know what a heavy subject um, finances can be. Um, So, yeah, I brought in these um, five-euro videos and they've done really, really well. I was looking at them earlier on. I was thinking, oh, they look very, very interesting. <laughs> as long as you can yeah. get all three kids to have all the same food at the same time, that would be <laughs> that in itself is an achievement, especially in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, they're pretty good eaters, thank God. But um, yeah, no, like I, I just, I'm. They've gone down very well. Um, like we wouldn't eat these meals every day, but they're just so helpful. They're a tool to put into your budget just to get your costs down a little bit. Yeah. And what kind of things would you say, like if people were going shopping then? Because I know certainly um, Louise and I were having that conversation earlier about the cost of the weekly shopping has definitely gone up. And there's oh, yeah. items left, right and centre that are, you know, a lot more expensive than they were before. And I think, it's, as you say, it is the mood of the nation. There's a lot of people are being that little bit more cautious about what they're putting into the uh, into the shopping basket. I have to admit, I have given up my hag and ass. Um, oh, no. Unless it's on <laughs> offer, I must say, unless it's on offer. Yeah. <laughs> but what have you found? I mean, what, what tips would you give to people? Yeah, I've definitely noticed um, items going up, like every, daily, to be honest, every day. Um, and some things have gone up by about 60%. That's um, a lot. It's quite significant. Yeah. 
it is. Yeah, it definitely um, is noticeable. Um, so I've just gotten a lot more savvy with my shopping. Um, uh, you have to, I think. I think everybody kind of has to right now. Um, so and, do you shop, I, and do you shop around? Do you go to different places for different yeah. things? Yeah, I shop around. I check all the shops. Um, they all have an app nowadays, and you can check and see what is on special. Um, look at the fruit and veg and also the meats and plan your meals around them. Um, I usually will only go to a max two shop, so I'll look around and see which are the two best. And I'm lucky enough to live close to quite a few of them. Right. And from that, then I will plan out my um, weekly shop. Um, and then the first thing I do before I leave the house is just see if I got anything that I already have in my freezer. Because you know yourself, like I have a chest freezer. Sometimes you wouldn't have a clue what is going on at the bottom of that. <laughs> you need freezer. like a little infantry list. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. Well, look, that's, that's brilliant. So you have, what can you just tell our listeners what the Instagram page is so they can go and check out all your budgeting tips? So it's Irish, Irish Budgeting. Irish on budgeting on Instagram. Thank you so yeah. very, very much for today um, and no letting problem. us sharing your journey and the very best of luck in the house and the new baby. Thank you. That's great talking to Kaz there with great ideas. And then we are going to do a shout out. What would you give up? What's the one thing that you, well, actually, what's the one thing that you wouldn't give up if you had to do this for a year? Um, send us a text us in or WhatsApp in to... 0861800658 and let us know what's the one thing you'd uh, you wouldn't give up and Louise and Louise then you can let us know yeah yeah and if anybody has noticed anything in their shopping baskets that has just soared through the roof in the Absolutely. last couple of weeks let us know because um I was saying to you Irene I was at during the week uh, shopping as well and the price of bread has gone up 30 cent in the last number of weeks and the price of toilet roll. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I put the toilet roll in, in the weekly shopping and I was, you know, going around Tesco with my little, you know, the Clicky. machine that she can, yeah. you know, scan as you go around. And I scanned it anyway, I put two packets in and next thing, a tenner. And I, I, I actually had to, ch- I went back and I double checked and I actually walked back to the aisle and fiver. It used to be two something. Like this was not used to be. It was like last week. <laughs> so they're obviously they're eating the toilet roll somewhere. Toilet roll? <laughs> of all the things. Yeah. It was toilet roll in lockdown. I know, it's back to toilet, toilet roll, roll again. <laughs> but anyway. Brilliant. If you send us in, uh, send us in what uh, you have found has gone up in your shopping basket or what you wouldn't give up. Let us know. Let us know. And we just go into a break now. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. Talk to our van specialist, Danny, about the new Renault traffic and master range. Visit blackstonemotors.ie to see our massive range of light commercials with same-day business finance. Welcome back to The Late Lunch. This is Irene Gahan sitting in for uh, Jerry Kelly this afternoon. And we were having this conversation uh, the other day, literally about, I'm one of those really embarrassing mothers, particularly when I'm driving. Um, as my son will tell you on a regular basis, I am mortifying. But I was sitting at the traffic lights uh, down by Jerry's. So the poor past, poor person who was sitting in the car beside me laughing himself silly um, one of my favourite songs came on and I had to have a bop at the traffic lights. I'm sure he thought I was absolutely lunatic. But you know yourself, there's nothing better than when your one song comes on that you really, really love and you just have a little bop 
you know, at your the driving traffic lights. Song. Your driving song, exactly, your driving song. But it always just hits you just out of nowhere, doesn't it? It's like you're not expecting it, but you go for it. And then you're thinking, ooh, <laughs> who's yeah, actually yeah. seen me do this? Who's, I, I don't think I'd do it with anybody else in the car. Yeah. I think it's just one you of those. You get to hit those, or sorry, screech those high notes that yes. you wouldn't hit unless you stood on a piece and of you Lego. Put, and you, <laughs> yeah, and you put, the, you put the radio up as high as it possibly can manage just with the panels in the car are actually be, you just don't want to just at least the windows were up Louise the windows were up I'm, I'm saving myself yeah. so the question although is although people still hear you yes I know <laughs> but I'm, I'm just so the, the poor guy that was sitting there he was cracking up laughing at me I'm sure I made his day as much as me having an actual bop as well so and you know what with the weather getting better eat you know, there is songs and then there's songs when there's the weather is good, isn't there? Absolutely. And I, do you know what? I had just had my first 99 ice cream mm. of the summer yesterday. The queue was miles long, but I waited. Really? I was going to have it. <laughs> and then the song came on and I was having my bop and I thought, you know what? This Hopefully this is the start of some good weather. So for, with that in mind, we are going to... All week we're going to do it. We're going, going to do it all week. We're going songs. to play drive songs all week. So the one song that gets you all going and gets you having a bop, you know, around in the car and, you know, embarrassing mammy. Make sure you have your sunglasses on so no one really knows who you are, but go first. I'm kicking off with the one from you, Irene, that I haven't this heard is, in a long yeah, time. This is going to be... If I ever had to march out, you know, if I had to do a Conor McGregor march out, this would be my song. <laughs> this would be... With the Irish flag around you. The Irish flag around me. And this would be my first kickoff for my 50th birthday because this is uh, this is one of my favourite songs and it's not very played very often anymore but I apologise for you to those who have sensitive ears but um, I just thought for the day that's in it I'm going to play my one of my favourite driving songs Yeah let's go for it and it's Def Leppard What is it Irene? Pour some sugar on me The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. And on the line, we have Sally Ann Brady, who is the founder of Irish Menopause um, site on Facebook and has been offering support in Ireland to women navigating or about to navigate uh, perimenopause and menopause. sally you're very welcome to the show this afternoon. Thanks, Millie and Irene. Good afternoon. Well, it's uh, it's certainly a, a topical a topical subject. I mean, you were instrumental in bringing around a lot of the conversation that to be had about uh, menopause in this country over the, over the last year. I think it's definitely a hot topic going around at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think the conversation needs to keep going. It's a very, very important conversation that affects 51% of the population. Absolutely. Well, I have to say it's the Facebook group, which I have been I have been on and I have been in and I am your your demographic. It is a very, very, very supportful place. And I have to say some of the stories and some of the, the situations that uh, women are finding themselves in these days are some of them are absolutely heartbreaking. But the support that they've got on the on the Facebook group is absolutely amazing um, and I think it's definitely something It's the conversation has started um, and I know Davina McCall has uh, done an awful lot of work on it, there's been an awful lot more programmes on it but certainly your Facebook page, um, I think there's I don't know, 31,000 or 32,000 women on the face on the group now? 
over 35,000. Wow. See, that's brilliant. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, and one of the biggest things, I suppose, um, you know, from my own experience, I thought I was going crazy. Um, and, and I'm mm-hmm. of that age. Um, I was, I had, a, I used to have a great memory. I used to have brilliant spelling. I would have been the spelling bee girl. Um, and my, my spelling and my words and my conversations and my thoughts just escaped me completely and utterly escaped me and and I yeah. thought I'm going crazy I thought I had a tumour I was going to the mm-hmm. doctor and sending me off for all sorts of things not once did anyone even suspect there was a hormone issue going on there um, and, and that was literally my first experience and it's also been the first experience of quite a few friends of mine of as many, well of many yeah. and, and exactly what you said um, concerns about things like dementia and brain tumours are a very common theme and what I will say as well to anyone listening is do get things checked out and don't just assume it's menopause either Absolutely, it's very common and and most women will say I think I'm going crazy, I just don't feel like myself, absolutely you're spot on there and it's really wrong that we live in a world where that's supposed to be accepted well, that's it. I mean, I was thinking, you know, I would never have. And the only reason why I actually felt that, oh, there's something else going on here was after doing all these tests and putting myself through all these tests and all these scans. And then a lovely uh, nurse who shall remain nameless in a GP in, in Drogheda started asking me a few questions. And the first question was, do you notice you're getting a bit more agitated than normal? And I had to laugh. I, I just thought, oh, do you know what? Hmm, where is this going? But she actually started asking me a sequence of questions and I thought, oh, hold on a second. I, I think I know where we're going with this. And if I yeah. hadn't have been for this lady, I would never have actually gone on to your uh, to the Irish Menopause Facebook group um, on Facebook. And yeah. I would never actually started to educate myself. So, and isn't it wonderful that that lady was able to help you out like that? Because there's huge gaps out there of yes. knowledge. And there's many women in similar scenario to you who unfortunately weren't um, in the company of someone with knowledge who who led them in the right direction. And well, this is the problem, and, education. And that, well, that's the thing. It's purely, it's absolutely all about, all about education. And one of the biggest thing I found was when I went to the Facebook page, the amount of symptoms that you can actually have, obviously, you, you know, you're not necessarily going to have all of them, but if you go through the list, there's so many symptoms on it and you think, you know, in isolation, they might be, okay, you know, a vertigo or, um, yeah. you know, increased histamine levels. In isolation, you mm-hmm. go, okay, but when you actually start reading through them, I'm going through this list going, yep, yeah. that's me, yep, that's me, yep, that's me, and okay. You can easily be led in the direction of many different diagnoses as well. Absolutely. I mean, from what from one your perspective, what are the biggest things to watch out for? I mean, what are the symptoms? What are the initial symptoms that women should look out for? And from what age as well? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not, not medically trained. I want to throw, throw that out there to anyone listening. I'm an ordinary woman who suffered at the hands of this herself and became passionate about the subject. Uh, retrospectively, depending on the listener's age... Mid to late 30s, you might notice you're not sleeping as well and perhaps you're a bit anxious. Sometimes that may venture into early 40s. Well, so as early as that. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. They say the brain will register changes before anything else. So, you know, they can be the sneaky ones. Periods changing, any difference in the length of your cycle. Generally, as a rule, they tend to get heavier, but there are some women that things don't work out that way, that not get heavier, so periods getting heavier. These type of things, mood issues, perhaps you've got PMS all of a sudden and you never had it before. 
Um, exactly like you said, Irene, and becoming irritable. A short fuse. <laughs> very short fuse, as my as my very son and my husband will tell you. <laughs> lack of uh, lack of zest, lack of love for life. But well, you're not depressed, but you might feel just a bit flat and fed up. And a lot of us will be very accepting of that because you might just think, oh, "Look, I'm just older. That's what happens. You don't get excited about stuff." But that's a real menopause, perimenopause thing as well. And the symptoms can be very mild for some. Some mightn't notice at all. Two the extreme as you've seen in our community yeah, and some of the stories some of the living. stories are horrific i mean some of the stories i just i cry reading them i mean i just yeah. think gosh how has nobody actually helped this woman how you know and even down yeah. to gps because gps necessarily don't have the right training for it and i and i'm a firm believer of take everything into your own hands, do your own research, you know, and start having a conversation. Um, I wouldn't be behind the door to have a conversation with friends, you know, about these topics. And I think women are probably a little better at having these conversations with topics. But certainly from my perspective, you know, not being able to spell and not remembering people's names. I was just, this was it. But then I noticed a little creep as you went along, the little creep not sleeping, yeah. <laughs> getting up in the night to pee 50 million oh, times. Aches and pains, I meant to aches say, and Irene. Pains. Aches and pains that you, you just think, and what's going on? I feel old. Absolutely. And, and I'm only 40 or only 50. Absolutely. I mean, there's up to, I mean, people talk about the 30, 40 symptoms of menopause, but from, from my counting, from my work it is up to 100 but I suppose we need to remember that hormones are powerful biochemicals Absolutely. and every single cell in our body responds to them so basically if it can be affected it might be yeah. you know and some women as I say might not have any problems and then others literally get everything you can think of from the tip of their head right down to their toes God bless it's yeah. terrible Terrible. And I suppose as well, if you were already, if you already struggled with periods or you already struggled with issues, and, and I know endometriosis is, is a big thing, you know, mm. as well in terms of pain, in terms of if you've already struggled with issues the whole way through, you kind of sometimes just disregard them and go absolutely wonderful and, and absolutely um you know, you just accept it in some ways and you never really, really question it. Um, no, so and I, for just some, ex- like you say, menopause can be a relief for some because they might have had a lifetime of being a victim of the hormones and it can be wonderful. But, I, I, you know, we need to realise that all your problems are not solved when menopause comes and your period stop because we've been fed this rubbish, which is what it is all our lives, that your periods will end and all will be grand. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. But it's also not something to be scared of either. It's something that you need to educate yourself on and empower yourself yeah, and I think, advocate for yourself. And, I and think don't look at it negatively. That, well, that's a gap as well. I mean, in terms of education, I think it's a gap. But you I mean, you don't want to terrify a 14-year-old by going, this is what you have to look forward to. But at the same time, there has to be some education. I suppose... Absolutely not. I agree. And I don't think um, anyone should be afraid of it. I think um, what we've come from is fear. Absolutely. Because silence and fear and that's why it wasn't discussed and that's why we didn't know what to expect because our mammies and grannies and maybe not the mammies but mm. the grannies and the great grannies never talked about it but now we need to talk about it and young girls growing up our future females need to be empowered with the information to know menopause is a big deal it is ahead of me but I know what I need to do Well I suppose from what I'm looking at I mean I like looking at things from a slightly different angle um, I want to see well what 
you know, the, 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 you might have noticed your kind of changes, uh, you know, your things that you've started noticing, you know, the forget the keys, where did I put the keys? What did I go to the shop for? Mm. Where's my list? Okay, I came in here for something. Um, <laughs> what was it? What am I doing? Um, but from a, from a husband's and a partner's and a family's yes. perspective, they, you know, I, I mean, I think my son thought I was going a little bit complete, well, a little bit gone loopy. What, what are you on about? I just told you this five minutes ago. You, you don't remember anything I've just told you. But what? <laughs> What can husbands and partners and family do to help, even if they don't even realise, you know, they can, they'll see these changes and, and they probably would worry them as well to some extent. But what Absolutely. can, what can they do? Scary. What can husbands and partners and, and do to help? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And look, it's scary. And it comes back to the same word, education. If men educate themselves as well, it's more of an understanding because you've got to remember you're dealing with, you know, families or relationships all over the place where the woman herself hasn't a clue what's happening to her. And the partner, the husband, whatever, hasn't a clue what's going on. And the whole thing is just a big, huge storm then. Nobody knows what's going on. So if there's education across the board for the kids, the partners, the husbands, whatever... There's more of an understanding, and understanding is half the battle. I think realizing that she's not losing her marbles, or she's not actually, she doesn't mean what she just said. It's menopausal rage. She didn't mean it, it'll pass. I was very good at breaking mugs. (laughs) We went through a lot of mugs. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and then on the more intimate side of the relationship, there's a lot of men out there and partners out there that might be thinking there's something wrong with them because the intimacy has gone. Yeah. And for them to even understand. Well, it's nothing to do with you, actually. Don't take it personally. This is a really, really big change in a woman's life. Yeah. It's very difficult for her on a physical and a psychological level. So it's understanding. You know, it's multifaceted and it's understanding. And, you know, I always encourage everyone to read what they can and learn because it's to have someone there who's supportive of it is just... Yeah, and it's having that conversation. I suppose it's being honest and actually having that conversation because I we started the kind of that conversation with my own kind of group and my own kind of friends, um, mm-hmm. and some some of them have very very severe cases. But they when they went to the doctors, they were prescribed um, anxiety medication, or as I said before, they'd gone off down another way. And you're like, oh no, I don't know. You know, we're mm-hmm. all kind of we're all having this conversation, but I think it's actually having that the, the conversation of saying. Okay, there's definitely something wrong here. This isn't me normally. This isn't normally, you know, kind of what I would, you know, what I would be normally going through. So there's definitely an awful lot of other conversations going on. And I suppose some ways it's a difficult conversation to have if you're not that kind of person um, as well. It's difficult to have that conversation with your partner. It's difficult or your husband. It's difficult to even say to your kids, particularly if you have a, if you have a, a, you know, if you have teenage boys, because you would probably be in that age category if you had teenage boys and the teenage boys are looking at you to say, what is going on with you? Um, Remember, a lot of these women don't understand themselves what's happening with them. Yeah. Or they, they, you know, there's so many women out there that do not realise that things that are going on are connected to menopause because all we focus on in the world is changes or stoppage of periods and night sweats and hot flushes, which are the least of anything because they're not even that common, the night sweats and hot flushes. And a lot are not aware of the anxiety and stuff like that that comes with it or the aches and pains or the tiredness or the fatigue or the loss of their mojo. It's just... And this is the problem. If the woman herself doesn't know what's going on, and that's not her fault. We yeah, need to absolutely. be educated. We need to be. It's it's just dreadful what's going on out there. And what about, so from your perspective, what would you recommend to women who go, oh, 
this is starting to sound a little bit familiar. What would you recommend as the next step? Well, I'd recommend, as I've said a thousand times over, and I don't mean to sound repetitive, is educate herself. And she can do that if she wishes with ourselves, the Irish Menopause Online. Um, There's some wonderful resources on the internet as well. Um, The HSE now have updated their website as well for menopause stuff. Uh, Dr. Louise Newson in the UK, who'd be a leader probably in the world at this point, she's got a website, uh, I I believe it's balance.com. But a quick Google will verify that. Um, there's just there's so much information available now that we're just not aware of. And we all seem to live in this world thinking menopause is just part of life. My mother and grandmother went through it, so... Yeah. You know, why am I making well, a fuss? My darling, we need to stop that right now. My darling mother swears blind that she was sailed through menopause and her four daughters will probably like to disagree with that. So I know generally, <laughs> generally you kind of follow your pattern of your, you know, your pattern, it would be a pattern of, you know, how soon. I know when I was going looking at research, it was like, well, how soon did your, your did your mother or go through it? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So you kind of gives you kind of an, a range, if that makes sense. But certainly I notice with my friends, 40, 43, 44, um, and have that conversation and start that conversation. I think it's really, really important. Absolutely, yeah. And there can be a pattern genetically, you know, you'll have a similar age as your mother, etc. within a year or two. But, you know, it's not always guaranteed either. So don't make assumptions. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Don't make assumptions, well, my mum was much older, I'll be grand. Don't make assumptions. I made made that assumption (laughs) and it came back to hit me on the ass. So I made that assumption as well. And keep yourself grounded, you know, have a think about things. You know, I know there's a lot going on at midlife and there generally is. Is it actually really because of what's going on with X situation? Is it because your parent is unwell or has passed away? Like, step back for nothing. Is it because of that or are things a bit different? No, I completely agree. It's really, really good advice. And can you just let our listeners know then what the Facebook page is, what they should sure. go and look for? 
It's called the Irish Menopause and there's a private support group that you have to click to actually join it and there's a few questions to answer. There's also a public page you can follow but the group is where the community is and it is the most amazing community and that community is the women, don't mind me. They're so supportive of one another. I've never seen anything like it. It's, It's quite beautiful actually. Really good women. Lovely. And I have to say, I would wholeheartedly endorse that as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. That's Sally Ann Brady from the Irish Menopause. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drawda, Dundalk and Cavan. With rising fuel costs, there's never been a better time to own the fully electric Renault Zoe and save thousands. New and nearly new options available. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Here on The Late Lunch, we have an epic summer offer from Dum Dum Stadium and they've launched their summer package, which sounds like really, really amazing value. And it includes main course meal, your entry, your race card, free parking, reserve table and table surface, all for just €29 Euro per person. So they have racing every Saturday, Friday and Saturday. So as Dundalk Stadium goes, every moment matters. And to celebrate... Each day this week on the late lunch, we have from Monday to Thursday, a pair of tickets to give away each day. And on Friday, if you go over to our Facebook page, then you could win a package for five people to avail of this brilliant summer offer. So what do you have to do to win this uh, daily prize? So text or WhatsApp to Dundalk to 086 1800 658 and we will be picking out a winner at the end of the show. Thank you, Louise. Sorry, Irene. It's that week again. Your favourite week of the year, isn't it? It is that favourite week of the year. It is my... I I know. I'm one of those people I absolutely love. (laughs) Dum, dum, dum. The Eurovision. I know it is just such a guilty pleasure. Um, Even now. Even now. Yeah. And it's great fun. And we have... I suppose in my house, because my husband is Spanish and, you know, we all know how well Spain do. <clears throat> um, well, <laughs> nearly not, as good as Ireland. Nearly as good as Ireland in the last while, to be fair. But he will be watching it in one room on Spanish TV and myself and my son would be watching it um, in, 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 in on another TV and we would be having great fun. But I just love, I love the pomp. I love the ceremony. I love just the absolute spectacular that it is. And, and, we don't probably get into it as much as they do in Europe, but in Europe, they go for it in Europe. Oh my goodness. My son said their Eurovision party in the Holland last year when Holland were hosting it, he said he'd never seen anything like it. It was like the best gig ever. Gosh. Outdoor screens, full shows, the works, absolutely brilliant. So in honour of the Eurovision and um, my favourite host would have been Mr. Terry Wogan. Um, and we were go- we're going to play a Eurovision, Irish Eurovision song all this week. So what do we have, Louise? We're kicking off with the 1987 winner, which is Johnny Logan and Hold Me Now. And I wonder, actually, do you know that there's 40 countries going to be in this year's Eurovision? That's a lot. It was 22 on Johnny Logan. So like that's double the time you have to watch. Well, double the time to watch, but I'd be like taking little notes and going, oh. okay, who's going to win? I'd be guessing and Obviously. I'd be... I know, I know. But you know but yourself. Anyway, it's, it's one of those guilty song. pleasures. Guilty pleasure. We'll play Johnny Logan. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Talk to our van specialist, Danny, about the new Renault traffic and master range. Visit blackstonemotors.ie to see our massive range of light commercials with same-day business finance.
Here's Welcome back. We have now on the phone uh, Kira Spillan, who is from Positive Prospects, and she helps make people feel happy at work. Kira, hi, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? <laughs> very happy at work. <laughs> Great, very good. <laughs> I think I think most people are happy at work, are they? Or is it something that that uh, you want them to feel even happier? Yeah, it depends. I think we probably all go through phases. So hopefully most people do feel happy at work most of the time. But I think there are times in our lives perhaps where we are, we feel more stuck at work. You know, perhaps we don't like our job or uh, we're going through a phase of, you know, not having much confidence or perhaps even we're being made redundant and we need to leave our job or something. Um, So I think there are times or there will be times in most people's lives perhaps where they're just feeling a little bit stuck at work. Absolutely. I mean, we spend so much of our time at work as well. So you you want to be happy. You want to be doing what you enjoy. You know, you want to be, you want to feel productive no matter what, whatever your job is. And I suppose in different various times of your life, you end up, you know, doing different things. So when you just finish school or college, or whatever, your first job, you just you just take your first job and you go for it and, and you do as much as you can do. But it's not necessarily the job, you know, it, you have to work to that. But so what do you what would you advise? I suppose there's different advice for different people in, in different age groups. I mean, there's a lot of students obviously coming out will be getting their leaving cert results going mm-hmm. off to college or going off into their first job what would you like how would you approach that I mean how I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of six years out there that are about to do their exams and they don't even know what they want to do with their life yet they don't even know what job or what career even before that so what would be your how would you, what would be your approach yeah I think it can be really daunting at that stage because it's like you're expected to know what you want to do with your whole life. You know, when you're 18 and you're doing your leaving cert or even when you're finished college. And, you know, that's not realistic. And again, you might have seven or eight careers during your life at this stage. So, you know, not to be putting so much pressure on yourself that this has to be the perfect choice. Um, I think go with what you enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah, perhaps. Like, I know there can be a lot of pressure and people saying, oh, no, you know, you need to do something that you're going to earn a lot of money in or do something where there's a lot of jobs but you know the world of work changes so fast like when I was doing my leaving cert the job that I had eight or nine years later in Google didn't exist when I was doing my leaving cert there was no such thing so I think if you focus on what you love and what you're interested in then that will definitely help. I suppose though there's a lot of um, I suppose there's a lot of people out there that don't really even know at this point if they're starting off don't even know the kind of job that they'd like or they don't even know what they're good at or what they think they would like to do because I think we all we all go off with one idea you know of, of having I've gone to college I'm going to do this mm-hmm. job but 20 years later as you say you know a job isn't for life anymore you know you don't do the same job for 40 years like our like you know like some of our parents would they'd be in the same job same role for, for their entire career it's completely changed as you say we might have nine different careers mm-hmm. um yeah. and it does it does apps it does actually change as you as you go along i don't think i know anybody who's doing the work that they did they expected to do when they came out of their degree i think everyone's kind of gone off and you you, you spend your 20s kind of finding that mm-hmm. career but what i mean how did you get to this point what did you what were you doing before that actually led to you actually helping people yeah so i suppose my background is recruitment. So about 20 years experience in recruitment. I've worked in 
Google and Microsoft and a couple of other companies helping people get jobs in those companies. And throughout my time in those companies, I was always really interested in coaching as well. So coaching and training and mentoring other people. And then I went through a phase after I had my second daughter where I felt really stuck at work. I, um, you know, I just had a lack of confidence. I felt quite anxious. I, you know, even though I was in the same job I'd been in for years, I just felt totally different. My, my purpose and everything had changed. Um, and that kind of led me to start studying coaching. So as a diploma in coaching, I'm studying a master's in coaching. And at the start of this year, then I set up my own company as a career coach, you know, for that reason, to try and help people during those times they feel, you know, stuck or, um, you know, that they just don't feel happy at work um, so that I can kind of help them move forward then. Absolutely. And what kind of people would you work with? I mean, do you, what would be the typical profile of a person that you would work with um, in, yeah. in terms of kind of the process of, of, you know, I mean, we all have, I mean, we all obviously we all have times when we really, really, you know, we've mad deadlines or whatever. And, you know, we're giving out about our job. But and it's it's just so important to be happy in your work um, and happy be with the people that you work with and feel like you're being, you know, respected I suppose and you're 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 valued as a you're a valuable member of the of the team I mean that just goes without saying I've had some corkers of a job <laughs> but I think that's a learning process I think some of the jobs you go into or you you go in to learn um and it it's the things you take away from that I suppose that bring you bring into the next job and the next job as well so what kind of profile would I, I could have done with you a few years ago as well so what kind yeah. of things would you say to somebody um you know that's going okay I'm not really sure what I'm doing and I don't really know what I want to do and like what kind of profile of people that's that are coming to you yeah I suppose the profile first of all tends to be people who've been in work a while perhaps um, you know a couple of years at least and it tends to be people in their late 20s to you know onwards that I would see and when somebody comes to me, you know, and they're saying, look, I hate my job and everything, like some of the first questions that I ask is, how long is this going on? You know, what was the catalyst? What was the trigger for this? Mm. And sometimes it can just be that you're having a bad phase at work. You actually love your job and you have a sense of purpose in your job, but, you know, maybe things have changed slightly and you just don't like it at the moment. And that's fine. You can kind of work around that. It's the people who perhaps know a bit more clearly this is not for me anymore or I know I want to you know change from being a teacher to an accountant or um, you know they're a bit more sure that they want to to change so they're generally the type of people um, that I would help and I suppose on the other side there could be people as well who are just that well-being part as well perhaps they're feeling more burnt out at work at the moment or you know again that lack of confidence or imposter syndrome or something like that is holding them back and they're not even sure if it's their job or them or you know so as a coach I would kind of help them get to the bottom of that and, and see how they might move forward. No, that's really good. It's really interesting. It's certainly something that is needed because I know when you're sitting there, you're kind of going, OK, I really, as you say, I do like my jobs, but I'm getting up at like stupid o'clock in the morning. I'm driving for two hours. I'm trying to find parking and then I don't get home until late in the evening and I don't have any work life balance. I suppose that should is a huge element to it as well, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, you know, particularly before COVID. And then yeah. during COVID, it was people working from home and actually feeling lonely and isolated and 
you know, anxious. There was a global pandemic and everything felt terrible. And now it's perhaps their company wants them to go back to work full time or they're expected to work hybrid and it doesn't suit them or their company is remote and they're really lonely at home and, you know, they want to change. So, you know, that, those things can affect well-being as well. Um, and, and lots of other things as well. You know, we all go through periods, as you said, of just not feeling very well for for whatever reason. So yeah. I try and help people with that. And I suppose there's definitely, there's a lot of external pressures as well. Uh, I, there would be a lot of external pressures, I suppose, on where you are in your life as well. If you were single or if you were have, you know, you have children or young children, then when you get to uh, teenagers and you're running around at both ends of the day trying to do football runs and mm-hmm. basketball runs and dancing runs. And I suppose that you're, you're, you get onto a roundabout and sometimes you go, OK, I need to step off this and actually kind of reassess where I am and reassess my job and where, I, where I'm going with it. Yeah, and that's what coaching, career coaching can be sometimes, is that, like the amount of clients who say to me, actually, do you know what's really good? It's just taking the time to think about this because, you know, I felt unhappy or whatever it is for a while, but I just never actually sat down and talked about it and put together a plan about it. And, you know, with the clients I deal with as well, I would ask them to do quite a lot of journaling and pre-work and work in between sessions where they just take that time, you know, to themselves to kind of figure out what's working, what isn't, what am I good at, what don't I like? You know, so depending on the person, it could be different things. What does success mean to me? What do I want to do, Um, et cetera? Well, I think because burnout, I think you mentioned burnout as well. I think burnout was a huge thing. So we can have a look at that and have a conversation about that. I think burnout, particularly with uh, Mm -hmm. COVID, I think has been quite a big aspect to it. Would you want to come? We'll come back to that. Louise, okay. Uh, Louise is gesticulating. She's got her own, uh, I'm sure she's got her own little bits and pieces to add to this here. But just going back to that, the burnout aspect. With COVID, I think because we were at home, because we were at home, we we probably worked 24-7. I mean, we probably mm-hmm. were on our emails way more. I know I had a very hyperactive boss who used to regularly email me at four o'clock in the morning and would expect the answer by six o'clock and he would be in the office and I would be like, what are you doing? But during COVID, that actually happened. And I know there's an awful lot of um, new rules around, you know, when you can email, when you can answer your email. But there was an element of burnout because you were stretching, your work was at home. So you were pretty much 24-7. Yeah, totally. And, you know, the thing about burnout is people often wonder, they're like, am I stressed or am I burnt out? And I suppose stress is having a lot of demands and a lot of demands on your time but you kind of feel if you get through everything you'll be okay but burnout is I suppose a lot more serious burnout is when you feel that you just cannot cope anymore and you know you're feeling tired you want your physical symptoms um, you know you've no motivation anymore and yes people did you do ended uh, you know feel burnt out it, and that was part of it that constant constantly being on Mm. living through a pandemic like even if we didn't feel that that was stressing it out of course it was you know it was everywhere and there was this period of change as well we didn't know when things would go back to normal and were we going to be working at home with our bosses emailing us in the middle of the night forever were we ever going to get back to an office you know (laughs) where all these things you know and i'm kind of laughing but it's really really tough and um, it can be really hard. So burnout is something yeah. that if anyone's listening and that's how they feel, they really need to 
And for anyone listening, um, yeah. Kira, wh- where where would you recommend as the next step? We just have to finish up here. Louise is waving no at problem. me in the window. But where yeah. where would you suggest, where would you uh, what would you recommend the next step is? Yeah, so if anyone is interested, yeah, they can go on my website. It's www.positiveprospects.ie. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us here this afternoon on The Late Lunch. That's Kiris Bilan from Positive Prospect. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. And that was Belinda Carlisle. Heaven is a place on earth. That's definitely a uh, definitely a throwback. Now on the line we have Shauna Smith, who is an executive librarian with Mead County Council. Hi, Shauna. How are you this afternoon? Hi, Irene. I'm good, thank you. Well, you have some interesting news for us. Oh yeah. Well, we're. Um, I put a tweet up last week. Um, we've just received um, twelve sets of um, dual language Ukrainian. Um, books for children in the county so we have 21 titles in each set for 12 of our libraries oh that's wonderful yeah we're delighted now and they're gorgeous books um picture books excuse me as i said and they cover all sorts of just really nice stories for children um let's play um books about seasons um superheroes and things like that so we're delighted to have them and delighted to have them on our shelves in all of our libraries oh that's lovely and what ages for they what ages would they be for well they're mostly junior picture books okay. so they would probably range from maybe 3 to 5 year olds okay. um we do have an order um but we're trying to source some books you know for more junior fiction for older children and we have ordered some non-fiction for adults, you know, like study guides and business and economics and law. You know, any students that are coming to Ireland um, hopefully can continue their studies. And we have some study guides on order for them as well. And has, has demand been high for them so far? Oh, yeah, we're, we're delighted now. Um, as I say, they went to their... Uh, the majority are on our shelves now, so uh, we've had a lot of good, excellent feedback from staff, and we had a lot of queries, you know, from Ukrainian uh, families and people, you know, hosts as well in the county. So it was great to get them so quickly and get them on our shelves. So yes, we've had um, issues already of them, so everyone's delighted. Oh, that's wonderful. And what about older? What about older children? Are you hoping to get more in? Yes. Absolutely. Um, just at the moment, it seems to be catered for, you know, the younger children. But um, the demand is huge, as you can imagine, um, from our suppliers. So we have requested, you know, junior fit for older, as I said, children, you know, school going, school age um, children. So hopefully we'll get them in the next couple of weeks. But we'll keep everyone informed um, by our social media and our website as and well. That's a wonderful support as well for children who are, who are arriving, you know, with maybe with no English either as well starting from scratch yes I mean as I say they're dual language so I'm sure we know the benefits of reading you know to improve language skills in children and also you know creates a bond with them you know if they're reading with an adult and yeah they're excellent so we're uh, looking forward to getting some feedback from everyone who's borrowed them well well. I love my books so regardless I would be a very very big (laughs) supporter so I absolutely and can you access those books online well, that's another thing. We are looking at online resources. We do have um, online language courses and classes and newspapers as well. But we are looking at some online apps, as well, which are which will be dual language. 
Um, there is one that we're going to put up on our website, a link to it. It's Ukrainian Unlimited Learning. So it's free e-books and audio books as well for all age ranges as well. So that's um, a downloadable app for people. But we also are trying to um, look at different online apps as well for children and young people, you know, to download books in different languages as well. Yeah, and that's really good. And then apparently they're also available to some schools as well if they want to borrow them. Of course. I mean, uh, we do. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a huge, you know, we've had the 21 sets and the but, I mean, teachers or, you know, pupils or whatever can come in and borrow them, no problem at all. Oh, that's wonderful. So what's the best way to go about this? How do they, how do they go about this? What do they have to do? So really, I mean, um, usually when you join the library, you need proof of name and address. But obviously that's not possible in these circumstances. So we, we don't want to have any bar- barriers for anyone who would like to join the library. So anyone who's interested or look at, would like some of the books, they just come in and they can register or obviously if they're already a member they can just pick them off the shelves and take them home and have a good read um, and they issue for three weeks and they can keep renewing them if they like Oh that's absolutely wonderful um, it's really really nice to hear and that's Shauna Smith um, who is Executive Librarian we made County Council thank you so much for joining us to let us know so new Ukrainian reading books in Mead libraries have been uh, snapped up but there are still some there and they've been rolled out for younger ages with hopefully more so as uh, Shauna said go ahead, go in and, and register and uh, try to get and get arranged to get your books thank you so much the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Talk to our van specialist, Danny, about the new Renault traffic and master range. Visit blackstonemotors.ie to see our massive range of light commercials with same-day business finance. Now, welcome back. Uh, we have an epic offer from Dundalk Stadium uh, for this week. So Dundalk Stadium have launched their summer package, which sounds like a brilliant value. So you get your main course, your entry, your race card, parking, reserve table and table service for 29 per person, racing every Friday and Saturday. So we had two tickets to give away today. Um, and the winner for the late lunch for Monday from Dundalk Stadium is Geraldine Lane from Dunlear. Congratulations. Those two tickets will be on. We'll get range to get those two tickets to you. Now, uh, Irene, I want to give a shout, a big shout out to our own Alison O'Reilly, who sat in your chair on many occasions to fill in for Jerry on late lunch. I am... Um, She's only gone and won a BAFTA. Wow. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? So she won. uh, The award was the Specialist Factual Award for the Missing Children, the story of the Toome Babies. And she's been highly, very involved in in this story from day dot. So she was a producer on the show. So well done, Alison. Such an achievement, Alison. Congratulations. Yeah, it's massive. It's brilliant. Uh, and and our driving songs yes wow the response has been absolutely incredible (laughs) people love driving with their hair out the window don't they or not as the case obviously I'm not on my own so that's a good thing it's not just me I'm not (laughs) so what have we got everything from Wham to ACDC to Steps okay love a bit of Steps George Ezra so uh, I think we'll go with um, thanks James from At The Boy who wants Shut Up and Dance so let's just do that congratulations The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Now, welcome back. Over 75% of the Irish population have a Celtic 
skin type, which basically means we've got freckles and uh, we burn, but we burn uncommonly, uncommonly easy. Um, so skin cancer is the number one most diagnosed cancer in Ireland with an estimated 12,919 average annual diagnosis, which is quite a lot. It's quite severe considering we don't have epic sun all year round. So we have to be very, very careful with our skin. So on the line now, we have a top Irish skin expert, um, Ivana Breen, um, and she's going to basically give us some suggestions on how to look after our skin in the sun because we do burn and we do freckle. We have freckles, so we really do need to look after ourselves. Hi, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Not too bad. So that's quite a, you know, quite a dramatic statistics. It really is. And um, I think... Although we are a nation that Celtic with that Celtic skin type, um, I think the important thing to remember here is that it's although we are more susceptible to it when we have that fair skin, this doesn't exclude people who have a more Mediterranean skin type because there's a few of us out there uh, that have that as well. Um, so whether your skin is pale or whether you're a skin type 6, like a black skin, you still are at risk of skin cancer. So no matter what your skin type, you should always be wearing sunscreen on a daily basis. And I think that's one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is that they feel that they don't uh, burn easily. Usually it's the people who burn easily that will be that little bit more careful in the sun because they don't want to burn. But for those people who naturally get a nice little bit of a glowy tan and wear sunscreen and allow their skin to tan, these people are doing enormous amount of damage to their skin. It's that consistent UV exposure that's built up over the years that ultimately uh, can, well, it, it ages your skin for one, but it also accelerates your chances um, and risk of getting skin cancer. Now, when you're getting the, 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 the thing that you really do need to be careful of is sunburning. And if you get one sunburn every two years, it actually triples your risk of getting uh, melanoma, skin cancer. So definitely burning the skin is the worst thing you can do. And I think, again, that's where some of the myths are, that people believe that if they're careful, if they don't get a sunburn, that they're okay to tan. But I'm here to tell you that any tan is a scar and it's not good for your skin. Absolutely. I suppose it's very easy then as well to get caught out. I mean, we're we're, we're near the beach here uh, as well. So even on an overcast day, um, you could still end up getting getting quite burned. So what do you recommend? I mean, at what point do you recommend going out all year round with sun cream or the usual or what would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, on a day like today, a day to like today in Dublin, it's, it's overcast it's gray um it's not particularly warm out and it's days like this that people get caught and really feel that they don't need to wear sunscreen but you need to be wearing sunscreen every day all year round and it's remember it's not the heat from the sun that gives you sun damage it's the uv rays you've got uva rays which will aid your skin and the uvb rays which are the short ones that will actually uh, burn your skin so um it's it's you need sunscreen all year round those uv rays are present at all times so when it's bright out those uv rays are present and actually the iphone has a great little thing on its weather app where it tells you the uv index so usually before about half 10 11 o'clock in the morning that uv index is below three 
and th- th- at that time of the day, you're, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world to go out with no UV protection. But once your UV index is over three, you should 100% be wearing sunscreen. But I would suggest that you just get into the habit of wearing it on a daily basis. So where I'm sitting at the moment, I'm sitting um, right beside a window. So I'm working on my computer. Those UV rays are still penetrating the glass. They'll penetrate the glass in your car as yeah. well. And they it's that reinforced um, damage that will build up over the years and accumulate and ultimately uh, cause problems for you. So getting into the habit of wearing sunscreen every day, all year round. And then... When we do have a day like we had yesterday, where it's glorious outside and we're spending the entire day outside, with a normal sunscreen, you would need to reapply it every two hours because these, the majority of sunscreens do degrade. Now, there are some out there, they're getting better at having more longevity. We sell a great one, the Skin Made Sun Oil, um, on our clinic, and it lasts for about eight hours. But... The majority of sunscreens do degrade after about two hours, so you do need to reapply them if you're out and about. So, for example, on a day-to-day basis, if you're going, if you get up and you're leaving for work at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's a 20-minute drive to work, you should have your sunscreen on because you've walked to your car and then you've driven in your car for 20 minutes. And you sit at a desk. If the desk is beside the window, the UV rays are coming in and they're penetrating your skin still. So you still need to be wearing your sunscreen. If you're going out for lunch and you're going out for a a walk or um, you're sitting outside having your lunch outside, if you're lucky enough, if you have a nice day, you should be reapplying your sunscreen before you go out for your lunch. And then if you're going home, again, you need to be reapplying it on the journey home before you do your journey home. So it's just about getting used to that reapplication. But I suppose in some ways as well, it's, it's actually getting into the routine of actually doing it and, and continuously getting it into something that you de- do on a day-to-day basis. And particularly as we are coming up to summer holidays, dare I say it, um, again, you know, perfect. The weather yesterday, obviously the weather was amazing and kids are outside, open the door, out you go, get them to come back on a regular basis to, to, to reapply. But So that's going to be important as well over the summer. Absolutely, yeah. And it is very important with kids to get them back and reapply uh, their sunscreen. And like even teaching our children that ideally um, th- there are a few steps that we need to all take. And if we are going on a sun holiday now, uh, it's coming into that time of the year. So you need to be sun savvy. So one of the first things that you can do is just seek shade. If you're going to be out and about throughout the day, try and not be out sitting in direct sunlight. So if you're sitting down having a nice long lunch somewhere, sit under an umbrella, that kind of thing. No, that's absolutely wonderful. That's great advice there from Ivana Breen. Um, and she is the se- founder and senior skin therapist for Akina Beauty and Laser in Dublin. Thank you so much for that advice. That's really, really helpful. Now, Eddie will be coming up soon with Drive. Um, and we are going to finish up today. I'd like to say thank you so much to Louise for making this relatively painless, if, even if I'm... Not great on my timings yet. We will get well there. Well done on your first day. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. There's still a few buttons. I'm not quite sure what they do, but we'll get there. So we. Are <laughs> I don't know about those buttons either. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much to everybody who sent in messages. And we will leave you with uh, Cold Cold Heart, Elton Sean. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.